0: Good afternoon, Steve Jones Show News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sean Carey here, and Steve will be there in just a moment. In the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, North Fourth Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Lots of ways to get in contact with us. Our email is Steve Jones at WKOK.com. That's Steve Jones at WKOK.com also find us on social media like us on facebook follow us on twitter twitter handle at steve jones psu and subscribe to our podcast and if you're listening to us now on the podcast appreciate the download Uh, but if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet come on hit subscribe because then when you do we just drop the shows right to your smartphone and tablet and you can listen to them anytime anywhere and you can always get access to at least three months of previous shows at stevejonesshow.com. So we're with you live till 5, then we will have the late day news roundup and then 6.45 tonight, Phillies baseball here on WKOK as the Braves try to get one step closer to nailing down their second consecutive National League East title. Hosting the Phillies tonight, it's the opener of a three-game series. Dallas Keuchel will be on the mound tonight for Atlanta, going up against Vince Velasquez. The Braves finished the weekend with a magic number four, hoping to clinch the division title during this six-game homestand with a record of 93 and 58. They've already clinched a spot in the playoffs, and the Phillies still struggling to remain alive in the wild card chase. Very frustrating uh, uh, with the uh, two and four. ending with a 6-3 loss to the Boston Red Sox and left the Phillies four and a half games out of the wild card chase. They have their work cut out for us. That's what Bryce Harper said Sunday following the game. He was ejected on Sunday for arguing a strike call. And Vince Velasquez has never beaten the Braves. He's 0-6 with a 5.36 ERA. So we will have that for you tonight here on 1070 AM. First pitch will be at 720. Well, it has been a very busy 24 hours for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yesterday, Pittsburgh placed Ben Roethlisberger on season-ending IR, promoted fellow quarterback Devlin Hodges to the 53-man roster, and then last night we received word that the Steelers traded for former Dolphins secondary Mike Fitzpatrick. And... The hectic week continued earlier today before the Mike Tomlin press conference. The Steelers signed quarterback Paxton Lynch, a former number one, uh, a former first round draft pick, a couple of years ago, uh, to their practice squad and placing free safety Sean Davis on injured reserve. Davis was a 2016 second round pick and in the final year of his rookie contract. He is eligible to return to the team after week eight. He is dealing with a torn. So with Davis out, Fitzpatrick for sure will be going into the starting lineup for the Steelers on Sunday afternoon when they're out in San Francisco to take on the 49ers at 425. You'll be able to hear that live on 100.9. The Valley uh, 225 will be the coverage uh, start time on Sunday afternoon. Also in the news, New York Giants have benched Eli Manning. They have elevated their first-round draft pick, taken number 6 overall in the spring. Daniel Jones to the start uh, for the New York Giants. And they'll be on the road this Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coach Pat Shermer said that he spoke with Eli this morning, told him that they're making a change, going with Daniel as the starter. Uh, Shermer also speaking with Daniel. Eli obviously disappointed, but said he would be uh, always there, a good teammate, and continue to prepare to help this team win games. Daniel understands the challenge at hand and will be ready to play on Sunday. Daniel Jones out of Duke, number six overall pick. Strong spring and summer, 83 85.3% 85.3% of his passes were completed in the preseason. Two touchdown passes, no interceptions. Uh, Eli Manning is 38, made a franchise record 232 starts uh, since replacing Kurt Warner in 2004 during Manning's rookie season. He's collected a pair of Super Bowl MVPs. Overall career record versus Tom Brady, 3-2. and two. But ultimately, according to Pat Shermer, a move that he felt at this time was the best for his team. And in baseball, Pittsburgh Pirates relief pitcher Felipe Velasquez was arrested in Pittsburgh this morning on felony charges of yeah. pornography and soliciting a child. That's according to Florida law enforcement. This is this
2: is this is for the Pirates nightmarish. I mean, they've had. I mean, they have nothing to do with it except it turns out he's he's their employee. But it's nightmarish for a season. that's just been horrible to begin with. Now this. Uh, the Report speaks for itself. Go ahead continue with the report at least it will outline why they decided to arrest him because right now he's in the Allegheny county jail
0: so the north, The announcement came from the Florida Department of Law enforcement The statement yeah. uh the investigation started in August uh on velasquez. They obtained information that the pitcher reportedly had a sexual relationship with a thirteen year old girl in Florida. She is now fifteen allegedly was continuing to have a relationship with Vasquez via text messaging and received a video from him in July where he was shown performing a sex act, according to the police statements. The mother of the alleged victim found the text and the photographs and and the video as well, which included a a screenshot of photographs uh, to Vasquez to inform that her daughter was a minor. Vasquez has been put on administrative leave by Major League Baseball.
2: Yeah, that's procedural. That's where that's that 's you know that 's all they can they can do they can 't do anything else with them at the moment. I think what baseball 's doing is the right thing with this, and that is they 've decided instead of doing an internal investigation themselves they 're going to let law enforcement just conduct their investigation.
0: The arrest was a third degree felony charges of computer porn solicitation of a child providing obscene material to minors. Uh, he does face extradition to Florida, and his arraignment was scheduled for later today.
2: Yeah, it's in Lee County, Florida, is where he'll be extradited to. Uh, but again, I think Major League Baseball is doing the right thing. No, let's let the investigators investigate. In other words, instead of us doing an investigation, let's let the police, state police, and others investigate conduct their investigation and then we'll make a determination off of that. In other words, let the professionals do their job. And I've always found that to be the fair way above all doing it because they have the resources to do it as opposed to an internal investigation. Internal investigation, you have a lot of people that aren't qualified
0: in certain areas to be investigating.
2: So, let the investigators
0: do it. If Vasquez were to stay with the pirates, he would be due five point two five million next year and seven and a quarter million dollars in twenty twenty one okay okay, wow, but could they void right. his contract? That's easier said than done though,
2: yeah, because voiding a contract is not. It's Some would think it's an easy thing to do in Major League Baseball or in professional sports. It actually is not. A lot of it depends on what the union guidelines happen to be and what was agreed on in the basic agreement. Even though something may seem like common sense, uh, it, it, sometimes it isn't because you, we don't know what's in the basic agreement when it comes to something like this. Uh, but I think that's one of those where it, there's really no need for Sean or me to comment on this because I believe the report stands for itself. Just read the report. I think that uh, that's commentary enough because I mean everybody is dis- everybody is thoroughly and completely disgusted by any behavior like that. Now these are allegations. We'll find out how true they are. Uh, but I think the report stands on its own merits. Meanwhile, the Jets Browns game last night. Let's let's give credit where credit is due. Ugh. That was an absolutely awful game. Last I
0: night. I watched the last three or four minutes of the first half. The first. 3 or 4 minutes of the second half and I checked out. I could not watch any more of that. That was You t- you Ugh. checked out. I checked out.
2: I mean the last time we had somebody on this station check out was after the third series. <laughs> third quarter, third series. That that, that that is check that the is the that is the absolute inside joke of all inside jokes that none of you should know about. Check the report. Uh uh <laughs> <laughs> so should
0: we tell them what the inside joke is no no that can we could stay with with I could stay with us it's nothing yeah, crude I, or yeah, anything. it's nothing no, crude not or even in the least no, no, but, no
2: but it no. but it was one of those where you were glad you weren't driving when i texted it back to you
0: <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't be here right now we'd have to set up the remote box uh at my hospital bed right now it to talk to you right now if that happen. <laughs>
2: Uh, no, we'll just keep that between us, and I apologize to the audience because inside jokes on radio or TV are really bad. Yeah,
0: this what cool. we think, but we think it's funny. <laughs> it's very funny and very clean.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing. There's not a single thing about it that's no. that is wrong. No. In fact, there's nothing about that actually is wrong. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. We shouldn't continue with this.
0: Oh my God! But the, that game last night was, uh, wow. Where do you start? I mean, the the Jets they uh-huh. the, the first they had seven starters out of the lineup, and then they got to go to Luke Falk. They got to put him in because Trevor Simeon's now out for the year. he had limit, lit, ligament damage in his left ankle. That left ankle that was just a wow. That was an insane tackle there by Miles Garrett, just planting him backwards, and his knee was bent. And it's like. Mm.
2: Not good. Yeah, that was awful. It turned out though, nothing broken. You know that on on Simeon, nothing broken. So uh, here's a question: I mean, the the Browns beat the Jets.
0: Does that count? No, absolutely not. And look at the take a look at the Browns' schedule here. I mean, coming up here in the not too distant future, they got to play the Patriots, they got to play the Rams, they got to play the Ravens. They could play San Francisco, so all this hype that was dished in Cleveland's direction during the off season, you know, things could come to a huge crashing halt, and the Browns could be you know back to browning again here in about a month. I have to see.
2: Well, look, it, you know what's interesting about the NFL right now, as I think you have the usual one through I don't know, pick a number twenty four teams. That all have playoff possibilities, but the bottom eight teams, the bottom eight teams are really bad, especially the bottom two. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious who the bottom two are. I mean, the Miami Dolphins and the Jets are the bottom two.
0: Well, Miami Dolphins are now on a quest for two. I mean, let's 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 face it. I mean, they just want to stock draft picks up, they got what now five first-round picks in the next two NFL drafts, 2020-2021. So yeah. they're, they're just looking to rebuild their team. Yeah. And it's a shame. I feel bad for Mike Kosicki.
2: Yeah, but you know, none of the checks have bounced. don't feel too bad.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But he's, a quality, but he's a quality guy. You'd want him on a quality oh, team. Course, you know darn well. I'm preaching oh. how much how, how
2: I think, hey, you know, I, I'm, I think I think the world of Mike Preaching
0: sells. to the choir here, absolutely. But just a quality guy like that on the field, off the yeah. field, you just want him on a quality team.
2: Yeah, of course you do. Um yeah, it's uh, speaking of quality, are we going to uh are we going to get um, for the round table on Thursday? Oh, that's right. The round table has to be tomorrow, doesn't it?
0: That's correct. Phillies Day game on Thursday.
2: Well, we're going to get Greg Wetzel, right? Slam dunk. Okay. Uh, we're going to get um, Zach Showers.
0: And how about this? Just received from Zach Showers a few moments ago, already received his game notes for the Berwick game on Friday night. <laughs> been slow day pro (laughs) either that or it was a slow day at school today (laughs) what a a pro one of the two (laughs) zach was not on zach was not on playground duty today in the school he was at his desk banging out berwick game notes today
2: job zach way to go getting it done do we have any idea when it comes to you know where i'm going oh yeah do we have any idea
0: i'm banking on the chief right now at this point unless something changes
2: is he just too good for us anymore? Like, I wouldn't I mean, say
0: that. Just, uh, you know, just, just trying to stay he, above water.
2: I mean, because he did take some time off at one point a couple of years ago.
0: Oh yeah. It, yes. Is he
2: te- is he technically the interim play by play guy?
0: <laughs> I could have sworn that title was taken uh, off. <laughs>
2: I can I could picture him right now, shaking his head back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I I can't I can't live like this.
0: <laughs> question is: Is Mike Fralazzo now purchasing his Daniel Jones jersey? No, that's, I know that's the question.
2: Well, you know what? This is the difference between the Giants and the uh, Steelers. The Steelers, through injury, will now find out whether their guy is the quarterback of the future. He'll get a 14-game audition to show it. It's, in the long term, okay, it's not like he ousted anybody because it's through injury. For the Giants, they had to put themselves in a position where they had to oust somebody to do it. Look, when you draft a guy, and the Giants didn't draft Eli Manning, actually drafted Philip Rivers and then they traded swap picks with the Chargers but when they acquired Eli Manning they acquired him with the idea that he would be their franchise quarterback and this guy would uh, could win super bowls for them that's why you draft or acquire as in this case the giants acquired manning You know, just like Ben Roethlisberger. When you draft a quarterback that high, you draft him with the idea of, like, I hope this guy can win us some Super Bowls. Well, Roethlisberger's won two, and Manning's won two. So Manning has done, you know, he may be a 500 quarterback in the regular season, but when it came prime time and he had to deliver prime time, he was not just good, he was outstanding. So he, you know, Giants fans who through the first 20 Super Bowls had longed to hear the words that the New York Giants are Super Bowl champions, and Phil Simms delivered that, then Hostetler after that, right? Manning delivered two of those four, was a key part in two of the four. And not only that, he's been the guy that's been able to beat the Patriots. So they, the, the fans, I think to him, uh, to the fans, he'll always be a beloved figure because he did that you know especially as time goes he'll become more beloved in new york as time goes because of the fact that they won twice but now he's 38 years old now well, the giants are not going anywhere fast so why not find out yeah you know, there's an old saying that joe always told me that i firmly believe in i'd rather play a guy a game too late than a game too early i mean there's a lot of merit to that but the Mike Tomlin press conference is coming up in the next half hour. Oh, this should be intriguing. Then we'll have Joe Rudder uh, later in the week with his take on all this. In fact, we're going to have Joe Rudder on tomorrow. Uh, we'll have Ryan Snyder at 4.06, Neil Kulong 4.35. Tomorrow, our high school roundtable. We may not even have a me segment. And Donnie Collins and Joe Rudder tomorrow. Maybe we should do an on-air poll. should we have a Shikalmi segment since there's so much drama every week as to who does it?
0: Well, I wouldn't say there's really a lot of drama, but we we should still have a brave segment:
2: There's a lot of internal drama though
0: well, but if there is, I, I'm not I mean I don't feel know, the uh, I don't feel okay. the effects of that though
2: I let's don't go f- with let's go with somebody who might have some time to do it. How about um, suit light Suit light he's
0: got time. That's true. I don't think he, uh, you yeah, know, his job may not conflict. Uh, yeah, I would think. Yeah, there's a possibility there.
2: Let's think about that for a moment. Yeah. During the break. No, we don't need the break. Let's just think about it for a moment. <laughs> okay. If you want, we can vote. I vote no. Okay. <laughs> How
0: do you vote? You're okay. thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. Your name's on the show title, so you get it, final sign.
2: Now, now, if you want, you can abstain.
0: I'll abstain. I'll plead the fifth. That means the answer's no. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. We don't want to put suit light in a compromising spot.
2: Right, let's think about his life to this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he found the girl of his dreams. He's doing better than we think. Oh, he's doing terrific. Oh, yeah. I'll the kick question now, oh, can he get out of the house now, though? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
2: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Still to come, the Mike Tomlin press conference from earlier today where there was a lot of news between Ben Roethlisberger, Paxton Lynch, Minka Fitzpatrick. We'll have that in a few moments. Then in the next half hour, Ryan Snyder on Penn State football recruiting, especially after this weekend. Neil Coolong on the Steelers in the final half hour. Tomorrow, our high school football roundtable Donnie Collins tomorrow at 4.06 and at 4.35, Joe Rudder from the Pittsburgh Tribune on the mess in Pittsburgh. So that's what we have coming up. And on the high school round table we'll have the usual dependables on with us. I think it's a fair way to say it, don't you?
0: Dependable, sure. Yeah. Chief, very dependable. Ugh. Like a rock.
2: I, think that, I mean, that broadcast team has the rock of Gibraltar right there in the Chief, next to the glacier that's melting. How about those visuals? Yes. <laughs> Crystal clear. All right. So let's get to uh, the Steelers. Roethlisberger's out for the year. The question is whether it's Tommy John or not. That's really interesting, if it is. Uh, Mason Rudolph takes over quarterback. They make the deal of a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. They sign Paxton Lynch to the practice squad today. All that and more wrapped up in the Mike Tomlin press conference.
1: Good afternoon. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We've been active, obviously, in the last 48 hours or 24 hours or so. Uh, first, I'll start at the quarterback position. Uh, obviously with Ben's elbow injury and it being deemed surgical um, we had to make a few moves there Um, we did uh, we brought Hodges up from the practice squad Uh, we thought he was our best option because of his experience um, with us throughout the offseason and into the preseason in terms of knowing what it is that we do and um, obviously we brought him back after we traded Josh so he's been back into the fold uh, last week Um, he knows the ins and outs of what's going on uh, he provides the best short term options for us we want to fortify p- position with some depth so we we acquired Paxton Lynch and put him on our practice squad The fact that he has practice squad eligibility provides awesome flexibility for us where we can infuse him into the culture and teach him and evaluate him without occupying a fifty three man roster spot uh, so those are some of the some of the uh, variables that came into uh, the decision making at the quarterback position uh, obviously who were disappointed for Ben. And, um, you know, from a team perspective, uh, we had a great deal of confidence in Mason. It's the natural uh, process that is team sport. Um, One man goes down, the next man steps up. Um, we're excited about this opportunity for Mason, and we're, we're looking forward to rallying around him and watching him meet the standard of expectation, to be quite honest with you. Um, he's a second-year guy. Um, we put a lot on second-year guys in terms of uh, stepping up and growing. Uh, to this point, he's met some of those things. We often talk about it in other positions. It's probably a more fluid discussion in other positions, but really he's done a lot of the similar things. First, he showed up in great physical condition. Uh, And that allowed him to take off from there. I think if you evaluate his performance throughout the preseason, um, it is indicative of a guy that's taking a step. Obviously, he he did some really good things for us in the game on Sunday. uh, But over the long haul, as we continue to go through this thing, he'll have an opportunity to show you the steps that we expect second-year men uh, to take. Uh, we've had a number of other injuries that, that caused us to make some subsequent moves. Uh, Sean Davis has been placed on IR uh, with the shoulder injury. Uh, we went out and acquired Mika uh, from the Dolphins. Uh, we really studied Mika really closely in, in in the process of leading up to the draft. It was no secret that we were in the market for for high-end safety. In fact, we ended up drafting uh, Edmonds later in the round. Uh, we did our due diligence. We looked at Maker. We knew it was somewhat of a pipe dream uh, because of his global, global position in the draft. But having gone down there for both Alabama pro days and interviewed him and spent time with him, it really made this process a, a clean process for Kevin and I in terms of decision making because we had spent that time with him. We did evaluate him, and we did have a great deal of comfort in his abilities. Um, we're excited about infusing him into the fold. Uh, he will be playing Uh, the safety position this weekend in the game. We're going to quickly get him up to speed. Um, He's on the ground now as we speak, and so we got almost a full week to prepare him uh, to play. He's a sharp guy. Um, That was very evident in getting to know him in the draft process. It's also really evident when you watch. Miami Dolphin tape and see the myriad of things that they ask him to do during his time there positionally. He's played uh, corner, outside corner, inside corner, both safety positions. Sub package linebacker positions. You can't do the many things that the Dolphins asked him to do schematically without being a really sharp guy. Um, At some point, uh, it's going to be an asset to us, but obviously in the short term, we're not going to move him around a great deal Uh, this first time out. We're going to anchor him down and and allow him to focus on one position and put him in the very best position to be a positive contributor to our efforts this weekend uh, that way. Really excited about that acquisition. Some other injuries uh, that we'll sort through and and get a sense of availability as we go through the week. First, let me start with uh, Rosie Nix. He was out last week. We should anticipate him uh, being out again this week. We had a, a number of other guys who, who have questionable availability, and that, as always, will be based on on practice availability and then their participation within practice, uh, those guys are, are Vince Williams uh, with, with the hamstring that's being evaluated and determining the degree of that. Uh, Chickillo with his foot, Connor with his knee, and uh, Joe Hayden with his shoulder. Um, although I mentioned Joe Hayden was dealing with that shoulder a week ago and he was able to play in the game uh, with with you know no negative uh, things really to speak of. Probably go through a similar process. Uh, this week in terms of getting him ready to play. So those are the medical things, uh, the subsequent moves associated with those things. Um, I'll say this. we feel comfortable with the team that we've assembled. Um, obviously, we deal with some circumstances that will force us to adjust and, you know, play a certain style that puts us in position to win. Uh, we're willing and capable of doing that. Um, you know, our level of expectations in terms of our performance will not change and has not changed. Uh, we're getting on that plane and going out west to win a football game, but we got a lot of work between now and then. Uh, it's easy to talk about. It's more difficult to do. Uh, we're excited about rolling up our sleeves uh, with the guys when they get in this building tomorrow and starting that process of of, of formulating a plan that highlights their skills. And under the circumstances, uh, we're going to be cautious in terms of some of the things that we ask them to do. We want them to play fast. We're going to have to play fast. We're playing against a team. Obviously, it's off to a hot start and has got two significant road wins to start their season, and they're playing in their home opener. All of which we respect. Um, I'll spend a little time talking about San Francisco, and then I'll open it up to questions. You know, they're a 2-0 outfit, and really, um, when you look at their tape, you see why they're 2-0. and um, Last week, man, they ran the ball really well. Um, they really leveled the playing field environmentally in terms of some of the things uh, that's difficult about playing in Cincinnati. I thought they controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, they ran the ball. They ran the ball um, with a number of backs. Um, That allowed them to to get significant chunks in the play action and misdirection passing game. Uh, But it starts there for us. we got to do a really good job of minimizing the run. Um, they got an awesome supply of weapons uh, in in terms of the passing game, and it starts with George Kittle, their their tight end. Um, He's a special tight end. It's been fun just getting to watch him and and getting familiar with some of the things that he does. He's significant in terms of the catching of the football, but his run after – Um, is really special man to to watch a tight end turn short throws and catches into long gains and touchdowns is is impressive and um, he's not only got a couple of weeks of that but he's got a career of that uh, since he's been Uh, in San Francisco, man. We got to do a good job of minimizing him. Uh, At the wide out position, they got a stable of really quality guys. Uh, Goodwin, uh, former Buffalo Bill, is really talented. Two-sport guy, man. Really athletic. Uh, He provides splash for them. They got a new um, weapon in Debo Samuels. Really versatile. Wide receiver out of the University of South Carolina, man. He's good in the jet sweep game, reverse game. Uh, They work to get the ball in his hands in a variety of ways, much like the Gamecocks did uh, when he played for those guys. Um, They got a nice stable of backs. I know they've uh, missed Tevin Coleman some, but boy, um, they got a nice stable of backs. All of those guys are really quick to the perimeter uh, and challenge you in terms of gap integrity. Uh, Garoppolo really kind of makes it all go, man. You see the comfort that he has uh, within the system, I'd imagine, although he didn't get an opportunity to play physically a year ago, you see the growth and development um, in terms of intellect, in terms of his understanding of what they're asking him to do. Um, he's a central reason why they're operating so fluidly on offense. Um, if you look at them on the defensive side of the ball, uh, much like Seattle, it's interesting how, how divisions might have personalities from time to time in aspects of play. Um, defensively, they've they got some strong similarities to Seattle and, and, and the Rams also. Um, they're four down football teams. Uh, they play a lot of people up front. They have some people that specialize in quelling and minimizing the run. They have some people that specialize in getting after the quarterback in terms of rushing the passer. Uh, i highlight some of those guys uh, in the passing game. The acquisition of D Ford is significant. The drafting of, of Bosa is significant. Um, The two ends, the Oregon guys that are capable of playing as interior rushmen in passing situations are are, are a formidable tandem, two guys that need to be dealt with. And um, at the linebacker level, much like we were talking about uh, Wright and Wagner last week, you say the same thing about Quan Alexander and company uh, on the second level in this group. Um, their fundamentalist outfit, they play fast, they create turnovers, they ride the wave that their four-man rush provides. Um, they, 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 they produce splash plays, and I think um, you see that as evidence in the games that they've played thus far. I think they had two pick-sixes uh, in week one that allowed them to win in a hostile environment in Tampa uh, in terms of getting the season started. So, man, I could talk for days. Uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us. Um, But again, um, San Francisco and their challenges aside, uh, we need to get focused on us and our divisional labor and the the readiness of our men, given some of the things that I said earlier, and we're excited about doing it and and putting together a, a, a plan that we can take out west of San Francisco this weekend. Be happy to address any questions. Mike, do
2: you have any specifics on the nature of Ben's injury and how long it might be before he can start the
1: rehab process? I do, but you guys know I try to avoid getting into specifics in this forum. I'm not a doctor, and I think you know a lot of those things will be uh, confirmed uh, when he gets his surgery. I'll probably wait until after that to get into um, specific details about what they found in the prognosis in terms of recovery. Uh, we released some statements, I think, yesterday that really kind of outline our, our collective sentiments as we sit here right now. And, and Ben released a statement as well. Um, he fully intends to come back from this injury, and everything that we've heard, we're, we're comfortable that that is a strong possibility. When is the surgery? You know, I think it's being hardened up as we, as we sit here right now. I'll be in the upcoming days, but I don't have a specific date and time as I stand here right now.
0: Mike, how
1: would you characterize the, the phone call with Mason Monday? Talked about learning that he was going to be taking over. Uh, he he knew Sunday. You know he, he, you know that that doesn't require any conversations. You know he went and played in a significant portion of the game on Sunday. Um, I'd imagine he found out like everybody else. Um, it's not something that you call a meeting for. Um, he's more than ready for the opportunity. Um, he aches for Ben, but at the same time, he's excited about having an opportunity to deliver for his teammates and ready to prove that is his overall readiness. How
0: much of the uh, decision to make the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick? Was because of Sean's injury and how much it was because you saw an opportunity
2: to
1: get a a, good youngster? I think Sean's injury was a significant component of it, certainly
2: lot people, since so rarely do the Steelers trade a first-round pick, I think going back to the late 60s, why this year, why now for this player at this time?
1: You know, I think it's just our overall level of comfort about the player, first and foremost. Like I mentioned, it was no secret that we were in the market for A, safety. When he came out, we did our due diligence on all of those guys. And, you know, obviously he was a guy that, you know, I went to Tuscaloosa twice. Um, in the draft process for. So, you know, when you get in these circumstances where you're talking about possibilities, uh, there was a a sense of readiness, a sense of knowing uh, among us about his capabilities, his character, um, his football abilities, and his abilities to fit uh, within what we do. Uh, All of those boxes had been checked prior to the draft, and he's still very much a young guy. It's really exciting from our perspective to, to, you know, we – we you know, we were excited about the potential of getting one of the top notch safeties in that class and you know, a short period of time later we, we have a tandem from that class and that's that's pretty exciting to think about those guys having an opportunity to, to play together as soon as this weekend, but big picture to to grow together uh, systematically. You say Mink is going to have – you'll keep him anchored this weekend to get him comfortable. Will that then limit his snap count, or can he get the full-time? I don't anticipate, um, you know, that limiting his snap count. I mean that, uh, you know, he, he's a multi-talented player. And at some point we're going to utilize those talents um, as an asset to us. Uh, but we, we're going to get him started on a stable ground uh, this week in terms of his contribution, and that means playing, playing one position his familiarity with the defense in just one week, will that change or limit the kind of defensive calls you're able to make Sunday? I think we'll make that determination as we get closer to game time. But, again, based on what I know about him, researching him in the draft and looking at the myriad of things that he did while in Miami, um, I'm not concerned about this guy being able to play and play good football for us on a significant number of snaps this weekend. Coach, your team's mental focus and psyche is so important to the season. Is this the most difficult challenge you've had in your career with Ben going down? Man, I hadn't thought about that. You know, I you guys know I'm not a big picture guy. Um there's enough significant challenges in front of us, and that's where we spend our time, not only in terms of Ben's injury, but you know, we had a number of injuries in that game, uh significant player Sean Davis and others. So, you know, it is our job. Uh, to keep this train rolling, as things of that nature happen. And if anything, from a competitor standpoint, man, it energizes me and us. Um, we're excited about uh, balling up our fists and fighting and fighting together.
2: Mike Timlin at today's press conference. Next half hour. Willie from Ryan Snyder on Penn State football recruiting, especially after the weekend. Neil Coulong on the Steelers situation. Final half hour on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guys' way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and at SunburyMotors.com selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Well, first of all, Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, I have to tell you a quick joke. This is really, you'll really like this a lot, Sean. Gary Vitarich, uh, here in State College, um, uh, I've known J.R. Vitarch was my next door neighbor for eleven years, and his brother Gary happens to be a season ticket holder for the Steelers. So this morning I see the the, the brothers, and I, I I said to them, he says to me, he says, oh, says I nearly had a heart attack last night. I said what the, so what's wrong? He says, I'm reading the bottom line, I right? and it says. Steelers acquire Fitzpatrick from Dolphins for a number 1 pick. And he says, "I sat there and what they gave up a number 1 pick for Ryan Fitzpatrick?" <laughs> but and, and and you think about it, you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Ben's hurt. Yep. This is the veteran replacement of all veteran replacements. <laughs> He said, then I saw it was Mika Fitzpatrick. Oh, good. He said, no, okay, all right, I'll do that.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that's right. He's there, too. Ryan's there, yeah. too. The journeyman. Well, I, I laughed when I, when I,
2: like, oh, my goodness. Because, I mean, no offense, when he said it, I thought, yeah, you know what? I don't blame you for thinking that at all.
0: That's just a rare crazy day you get the announcement that your your future Hall of Fame quarterback is down they you know they make a huge deal and give up their twenty twenty number one pick for next year's draft I mean just a lot of moving a lot of shaking as the uh, early season keeps moving along
2: yeah but you know what though I, the make it Fitzpatrick trade obviously if he's healthy uh, but it's to be honest with you. I, I think that's a great trade. And I mean, now that, that, he, yeah. he's tw- 22 years old. Yeah, I mean, he he is your first round pick next year. Yeah. And you got him now.
0: Yeah, you only have to give him like less than six million bucks, and with Sean Davis out now, it's a no brainer. And yeah, it's, it's not my money. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio
1: 1070 WKOK Sunbury, and on WKOK.com.